0: This is the Slow Library Podcast. I'm David Pensick, Communications Manager for Sklo Center Region Library. We are located in the heart of Downtown State College on the corner of Beaver Avenue and Allen Street. And this episode is dropping on Wednesday, September 4th, 2019. So I guess welcome to fall, even though summer officially has a few more a week or so left uh, with the, now that we're through the Labor Day weekend, basically, we are now into our Fall programming, uh, we have our regular hours. We're now open on Sundays, 1 to 5 at, at SCLO. So uh, it's an exciting time, even though it's sad to see summer go. We have just some great uh, great events and great plans for the fall. And we have a great exhibition in our gallery in September, and that's what this, this episode is about. Uh, our, in our gallery gallery will be Michelle Randall of Pieces from the local artist Michelle Randall. Uh, she's been living in State College most of her life. Uh, she was an adjunct instructor at Penn State and Susquehanna Universities. Uh, she is currently the supervisor for the Palmer Museum of Art store. Uh, she's also the, a resident instructor at the Makery in State College. And her work, the, the media now, full disclosure, I am not an artist. And I don't know all the intricacies of being an artist. I, I appreciate and, and admire uh, the work that artists can do, visual artists. Uh, but she works in what's called uh, encaustic painting. And she also does a cyanotype. And encaustic painting is hot wax painting. It's, uh, it, it's something that ancient Egyptians, I guess, used to do. It's an ancient technique that uses pigmented wax and resin to create uh, layered and textured Im- images. And cyanotype is an early photographic process that uses ultraviolet rays to create uh, a different kind of artwork. And so she, uses, she works in these two media. She sometimes blends them, and she'll have about 10 to 12 pieces in our gallery in September. So definitely check it out uh, when you visit the library. So by the time this episode drops on September 4th, her work will be up. So come visit the library in September and, uh, and see Michelle's work. So here's my conversation with Michelle Randall, uh, who will be our featured artist in our gallery for the month of September. This month in September, the school Gallery is featuring works of Michelle Randall, and Michelle is joining us today. Thank you so much. Thank um,
1: you. It's great to be here. Yeah, I guess,
0: can you first talk about uh, your background and uh, how you became an artist? Was art always something you were interested in as a child and how, how it developed?
1: yeah. So I was interested in art as a child, um, as a 4 her so I actually was a big seamstress as well as an artist, so I had considered uh, possibly a career uh, mixing those two. And then I got very practical in college, and I got a marketing degree, uh, and I did that for a while and raised my family. And then uh, about 10 years ago, I decided I really wanted to... uh, Explore my first love, which was art, and that's when I really began in earnest to uh, reexplore hmm. my creative side.
0: Hmm. It, oh, sorry. What um, what did you start with? Did you start? Was there a form that you want that you began with when you started this about ten?
1: Years? Yeah. So when I first started, I tried everything. I tried pastel and oil painting and acrylic. Um, I landed on printmaking for my MFA, which I loved the technical aspect of that and some of the uh, duplication and repetition. Um, So that was probably the first love that I had. And then when I graduated from my degree, I didn't have the facilities that I had when I was in college. And I just tried to figure out what I could do in my own house. I had a show that came up shortly after I graduated with all of these big prints, and I didn't really have the resources to to frame them all. That's a pretty expensive undertaking. So um, my next love, I had seen encaustic in a couple of different galleries, uh, and I just loved uh, the touch of it, not that I touched it, but just the look of the touch of it and the luminosity of it and uh, the transparency of it. And I thought, why don't I try to combine the prints um, with the encaustic wax and find a way so that I don't have to frame them. And that's what I did. I mounted uh, my first prints on wood and I covered them in wax. And that really led to the encaustic exploration because I made a couple mistakes along the way my wax was a little too hot so I burned some of the prints and uh, just as a matter of trying to correct a mistake I covered up that burn with like some colored waxes and started playing and I just loved like the fluid fluidity of the wax and um, just how many opportunities I had to work with it so um, I've kept the printmaking portion but to be honest, the the wax and just the immediacy of it has been really exciting for me.
0: Yeah. You touched on it a little bit, but can you talk about the process of encaustic, what that means, uh, and how, you, how that work comes together?
1: Sure. Um, encaustic is a, a big name for hot wax painting, um, and it's thousands of years old. It used to be used uh, to... Paint uh, a death mask for uh, pharaohs. Uh, I do not paint nearly that realistically, but what's what's so wonderful about it is it's hot wax that encases the pigment, so the color remains as true today as it was 2,000 years ago, which is pretty amazing. Um, so basically, hot wax you can apply it to a wooden surface, a porous surface, with a painter's palette with a brush. You can pour it on, all kinds of methods. And then once that first layer is applied, uh, you have to fuse it. So you fuse one layer to the other. And that is, uh, encaustic means fusing. Mm -hmm. So that's what it's all about.
0: And where do you get your, it sounds like a cliche, but where do you get your inspiration for what you want to put on? um,
1: Yeah, well, that's not a cliche at all. It's (laughs) probably the thing that... (laughs) I struggle with the most, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, how, once I, once I get started, it's not too bad, but getting started has always been the most difficult part, and probably for many artists. Um, I think when my children were younger, I was really interested in the passage of time, watching them grow up, and how quickly they grew up, so I was really kind of interested in capturing those moments of our lives, maybe when we were traveling, or just some of the immediacy of thinking about the passage of time. Uh, And now my children are full-grown, and I have a lot more opportunity to to sit down and take my time with my work. Having said that, I think we're all now in the habit of getting things done as quickly as possible. So my current inspiration is learning how to slow down and take my time, and um, I'm trying to put more detail into my work right now. Again, still using that repetitive motion, but doing everything by hand, not mechanically so you know drawing the same pattern over and over again rather than printing it
0: now i guess the exhibition is going to feature a mixture of encaustic and uh, another th- process you do zinotype or, or, cyanotype. Cyanotype. cyanotype, that's okay. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I guess, can you describe that and and, and sure. that, that, that work?
1: And um, the funny thing about encaustic and cyanotype is there were two really different processes, but I happened to fall in love with both of them. Um, cyanotype is an old printmaking or an old photography process, but I learned it as a printmaker. Um, and it's really all about taking, uh, painting a layer of photo photoreceptive, uh, Uh, chemical onto a piece of paper, and when it's exposed to the sun, um, you can create a print. So the image, like a photogram, if you put something over top of the blueprint, uh, it remains white because the sun hasn't cured or processed it. Um, It really was what the original blueprints were used for uh, many years ago. So... um, with that process again, it's very immediate, um, which is the one similarity between the uh, the wax and the cyanotype, um, and it allows me again to look at my immediate surroundings. So I guess going back to my inspirations, things that are directly in front of me. Um, I don't, you know, do so much fantasy or landscape. It's uh, just what I might happen across on a day to day basis.
0: Um, you. Also, I guess you love to travel, so you yeah. probably get a lot of inspiration from your travels, I because yeah. you get to see different, and you were in Spain I guess earlier this year. Yeah. And I don't know if you want to talk about that experience, and, and some of the places that you enjoy that maybe are uh, maybe are more inspirational places that when sure. you do go. Yeah,
1: Well, um, Spain was a really great opportunity. I've been wanting to do a residency. Again, hmm. uh, children are grown, have a little bit more time, and there are many residencies available for artists, so I'm just pitching that to just type it in and Google it. Um, and there was an opportunity to spend a couple of months um, in Spain where I could focus entirely on doing my artwork. Um, that is one of the reasons why I got back into cyanotype, because I had you know, carry-on luggage, um, and I could only fit in some chemicals and some paper, and I took that, and I decided I'd figure out what I could do with that small amount of material. So um, I went to the ocean, and I did, again, the same thing every day. I put my cyanotype paper right against the waves, and as the waves came up, they would wash away part of the emulsion, and that portion of the paper would be white, and the portion of the emulsion that remained behind turned blue. So I was, you know, getting a record of the waves, and... Um, And I really liked that process. So that, um, and I've spent a lot of time in England with my family. I have relations there um, and friends there. So it's a great
0: place to be. That's great. Great. And you're also an adjunct professor, instructor at Penn State and Susquehanna. What's that... um, are there challenges, I mean, to, to in the teaching aspect of it in, in terms of the new or the... Yeah, uh,
1: well, and you. I'll say um, up until just a few weeks ago, I, I was working as an adjunct. Mm-hmm. Now I'm uh, the supervisor of the mm-hmm. museum store at the mm-hmm. museum, so can't do everything. That was one thing I had to let <laughs> drop. But uh, I, I was really fortunate to be able to work with a lot of students that... Um, had not experienced or had not decided to travel down the art route as their career. It was um, an, uh, one of the uh, base classes that you have to take, one of the general ed classes. So people were being exposed to art for the first time. And the great thing about that is I felt that I could give them a piece of knowledge that they could take away from it. You know, I think the frustrating part for anybody that's new to art is... Um, Maybe being surprised by how much discipline it takes to be satisfied with your work. So, you know, that was an experience for both us and the students to go through that process together.
0: Mm -hmm. When you started, uh, you said about 10 years ago, were there times um, that the process was getting, that you thought this is not going to happen? I mean, were there times that you really didn't know if you were ever going to be able to take that next step?
1: Yeah. Many, many times. Certainly um, when the children were younger and that was a big focus of trying to carve out, you know, it's great to have three hours to do your artwork, but learning how to do artwork in a space of 20 minutes is what had to happen. Um, And just getting um, recognition that other people would start to see me as an artist um, rather than the other roles that I had. And that came from you know a little bit at a time just great relationships and great support in the community like the Art Alliance of Central Pennsylvania and the Belfont Museum of Art um, and the Globe Memorial Library you know I've just had opportunities to be in the images show as well so all of these local resources helped me feel like I had a place for my art and, um, and meet other artists as well. Mm-hmm. And that probably kept me going even when the actual work of the art and I wasn't satisfied with what I was actually creating. It still, I knew I had found like my community, so to speak, and I was willing to push through for that.
0: Was there anyone who really inspired you or um, pushed you, as you said, to continue on and to really um, help your work, uh, grow? Um,
1: well, I would just have to say family and friends. I mean, I have a lot of artists friends, but, um, I'd say family and friends that aren't artists pushed me and, um, made me feel that what I was doing was valid and worthwhile. Um, and, More recently, I've, you know, been involved with more uh, local women's groups that just value uh, the independent lifestyle of, you know, putting your your work forward, whether you're selling a product or you're doing artwork, and that's been an inspiration for me as well.
0: Have your children uh, taken up art? Or have you inspired them? <laughs> Such a good
1: question. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that they're creative in a lot of different yeah. ways, but not—they're uh, not as interested in the, the practice of, you know, yeah. visual arts. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. In putting, uh, and then you've done shows and exhibitions, and putting uh, one together, like the one you're doing, you're doing for Sklo. Is that a challenge? Do you, do you look for a theme, or do you just say these are my best? dozen yeah. pieces or... well
1: that is a th- that is definitely a challenge yeah. um and I've been thinking about that a lot um for this glow exhibit because um my my next step is to really integrate the cyanotype and the encaustic and try to create collage pieces that use both of those materials um, and I'm hoping that my my theme and my next step at glow is going to to have at least a few of those pieces Mm. that use both the cyanotype and the encaustic. Mm. Um, but other than that, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is that, I guess one of the great things about being an artist is, um, that you can just try different things, I guess. Is that, are you fine? And, and has that developed, over your years that, hey, I am free to try this, where maybe you didn't feel as free uh, yeah. when you started out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I definitely uh, felt the parameters of having a theme or a body of work when I was first starting my art, because, of course, you want to prove yourself, and you want to prove that you can draw or that you can paint or that you, you can maybe follow some more traditional lines of artwork. Um, and I think I've gotten a better sense of what's uh, important to me as an artist and what I feel strongest about as an artist. And for me, it is that creative process. And if I can, for a moment, forget about the end product, what it's going to look like at the end, and think about what happens if I you know, put these two colors together, or what happens if I use a knife to apply the wax, or carve a deep gouge into these layers of colors, and what do I get after that. Um, then a finished product eventually evolves um, rather than trying to start from the end backwards. And I think when I began as an artist, I always tried to start from the the end point to the beginning point and that didn't work well for me. So, yeah.
0: Well, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. Hope everyone, when they visit the library in September, goes into our gallery, sees your work and uh, And, uh, yeah, congratulations on all your success.
1: Thank you very much. It's been a real pleasure. I'm excited to get it up
0: there. come to Sklo in September, be sure to stop in the gallery and, and check out Michelle's work. Enjoy talking with her. And, uh, and yeah, the different types, the encaustic painting, the cyanotype, definitely different, different pieces that you'll see in our gallery for the month of September. And another thing you can do in September is sign up for a library card. September is National Library Card Sign-Up Month. And I'm guessing most people who are listening to this have library cards. But if you don't, or if there's someone in your family who doesn't, or a friend, uh, definitely encourage them to do so in September. Uh, Besides it being National Library Card Sign-Up Month, this year, SCLO is in competition with Northland Public Library near Pittsburgh to see who can sign up the most patrons for library cards this month. Just a friendly competition. This is sort of in conjunction with uh, Pitt and Penn State, the two football rivals playing each other for the last time for the foreseeable future. We thought it'd be a a fun thing to do to have a competition with a library near Pittsburgh. And uh, next week's podcast episode, we'll be talking with the two directors. We'll be talking with um, my boss, Director Kathy Alloway from SCLO, and then also Amy Steele from Northland Public Library. So that should be a fun conversation. They're two friends. Again, this is just a friendly competition to see who can sign up the most patrons for library cards during the month of September. Uh, But hey, we want SCLO to beat Beat Pittsburgh, basically. Uh, So definitely if you don't have a card or if you know people who don't, sign up for one in September. And Sklo will be on the road a little bit uh, on September 5th. So tomorrow, if you're listening to this, on Thursday, September 5th, we will have, weather permitting, a table at the Pine Grove Mills Farmers Market. That's from 3 to 7 p.m. on Thursday at St. Paul Lutheran Church, uh, 277 West Pine Grove Pine Grove Road. Uh, We'll have a table there. You can get information about signing up for a library card. We'll have information about a calendar of events, things coming up at SCLO, services we provide. So definitely stop by if you go to that farmer's market at Pine Grove Mills on Thursday, September 5th. On Tuesday, September 10th, the the Lion Bash, the annual annual Lion Bash is happening, 4 to 8 p.m. on Allen Street. We won't have a table there this year. We usually do uh, some scheduling conflicts. We weren't able to have one this year, but it's right in front of our library. We think it's a a wonderful community event, so definitely want to talk, just mention that, that Lion Bash is happening on Tuesday, September 10th. Four to eight p.m. It's right in front of, <laughs> right in front of uh, and that'd be a good time to sign up for a library card if you haven't yet. Yeah, come on, visit us as you are checking out the uh, other booths and tables at Lion Bash. Our Author Spotlight, that's one of the big events for the fall. We're, we're having three best-selling authors visit us. Uh, Jamie Ford in September, Madeline Miller in October, and George Packer in November. Register online for your seats. These seats are going fast. Madeline Miller is already booked, so we are putting together a waiting list. So if you want to s- uh, see Madeline Miller, you can put your name down on a waiting list. But she's bas- she's all booked. Uh, Jamie Ford, there are still some spots available, and George Packer which his talk will be at the Days Inn in State College, so a little bit bigger space there. Uh, but, but definitely, you can sign up for him as well, still. Uh, but these, this is an exciting, uh, exciting events we're having in the fall with these three authors visiting visiting us. But definitely register online to reserve a seat. Of course, we have tons more happening. Visit our website, org for a full list of events the fall calendars for both children's and adult services are uh, out now if if you're in the library you can pick up hard copies but they're also online Uh, follow us on social media facebook instagram twitter linkedin and uh, yeah we have just a ton happening so you can keep up to date on what's going on with sclo services we provide and events I want to thank Michelle Randall again for joining us this week. Definitely check out her work in our gallery. It's a great exhibition uh, for, for, with, the, with the encaustic and the type work such as she does. And until next time, we hope everyone has a great weekend, great rest of the weekend, great weekend. We hope to see you at Slow Library.